The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret." and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. There was one summer in college when I worked at the Home Depot. Now, maybe that feels like a weird way to start off an Ash Wednesday sermon. I'm just going to need you to stay with me for a moment. I think that most people are familiar with Home Depot's uniform, but as a reminder, it's an apron in that signature bright orange which is flattering on everyone. (laughs) I really liked working at the Home Depot. I had too much fun chatting over the walkie-talkies. We had a nice manager who liked to bring in barbecue for us. And even the training modules were kind of fun. They were set up as a computer game, helping us learn our department by competing against the completely fictional hardware store Slows. I spent 40 hours a week wearing that orange apron, organizing and reorganizing small plumbing parts and attempting to help customers with their questions. And while I was working there, I noticed that that orange apron has power. Each day when I first arrived at work, before clocking in, when my apron was still in my employee locker, Not a single person would ever think to stop and consult with me. I was completely invisible 
to other Home Depot customers. I'm not sure what it was about my 19-year-old self, but absolutely no one assumed that I was an expert in home maintenance. And then I would clock in, put on the apron, and with great power of the apron came great responsibility. Suddenly I was the person that could answer all of your questions, an expert in everything, even in the things I knew nothing about. I couldn't walk a few feet without a customer stopping me to ask a question. I also noticed being in my apron didn't just change how I was perceived, it changed how I acted. I was more outgoing while wearing my apron offering to help anyone that looked like they were searching for something, starting conversations with anyone who wasn't being helped yet. Being in uniform meant that I was expected to act a certain way. Even if it wasn't my department, if I received a question, then it was my job to answer it or to find the person who could. But when I wasn't in uniform, then I had this choice. Did I want to go out of my way to be helpful? I could let someone know I was an employee, or I could just go unnoticed. If your work includes a uniform, whether that's scrubs, a badge, a name tag, a clerical collar, something that defines your role for the people around you, maybe you've experienced this phenomenon too how the uniform changes the way people see you and can even change how you interact with people. Our gospel reading begins, beware of practicing your piety before others. Then list a few examples of what that means. Letting people know you're doing good deeds or donating to a cause praying with very fancy words and only where people can see you, fasting in a very dramatic way so that people know you are suffering and virtuous, building up wealth, which was often seen as a sign of goodness and God's favor. We learn from this passage that Jesus isn't too concerned about who we are in public, where we're good when we have to be on, when the judgment or praise of others keeps us in line, when the people around us can reward us for being generous and thoughtful. Jesus is most concerned with who we are when we think no one is watching, who we are when we're off the clock, what's going on in the privacy of our heads and our hearts. Are we loving God and loving our neighbor? when no one is around to catch us being good. Most of the time, we go through life without any visible sign of being Christian. People wouldn't know that we're followers of Jesus unless we tell them. We can slip by unnoticed whenever we want to. We can help someone in need or quietly move to the other side of the street. We can offer to pray with the coworker who just confided in us, or not, and get back to work. 
We can correct someone for making an insensitive comment or joke, or we can let it slide this time. These kinds of interactions mostly happen when there's no one around to evaluate our response, to judge us or provide reward, to notice whether or not we correctly answered and followed, what would Jesus do? But today, we'll be a little more noticeable. Our foreheads will be marked with a cross, a cross made with ashes, a strange kind of itchy, visible reminder of our faith. The ashes remind us that we are finite, that our earthly bodies return to dust, but the ashes are in the shape of a cross, marking us as people who follow Jesus reminding us that we need and put our trust in Christ. Now, I have always thought it ironic that on a day when we are warned about practicing our piety before others, we put ashes on our head, visibly practicing our piety before others. Oh, you exchanged Valentine's and ate chocolate today? That's cool. I went to church and remembered my mortality. But despite what seems like a contradiction, this practice gives us the experience of wearing our faith in a way that we usually don't, in a way that others can see. With the ashes, we are no longer invisible. We're wearing our orange aprons. And it provides this sort of gut check, this sort of faith self-assessment. How does it feel to have a cross on your head, to be marked like that? Are we acting any differently now that we're visibly marked as followers of Jesus? Now that others might expect us to act a certain way? Maybe you won't see many other people today. But what would it mean if this mark was always there? Would it change us? And how would it change us? Does it feel like power or responsibility? If someone asked for our help and had already spotted our cross, would we be more likely to offer a homeless kit or to buy a meal? If at work someone needed help with an issue that you didn't have time to help with, Would you suddenly find the time? Would we be kinder? Thinking about our words we said or typed or shared online before they hurt others? Would the cross help us to act boldly so we could find courage to stand up to everyday injustices? I don't want any of this to sound like we should perform our faith. Thinking of others as always watching and judging us, then we would be back to our gospel lesson with the hypocrites who only do good works for the approval of those around them. Instead, I'm thinking about this as a practice that invites introspection. If there are places where we know we would act differently, if people could tell we were Christians from our appearance, say in our driving or parenting 
or giving or our justice work, any place in our lives where we're not fully living into our faith, this might be a good time to ask why that is. These might be good places for reflection and repentance, a place to ask for God's guidance or to ask our friends for encouragement. Does our public self match our private self? Does our outer self match our inner self? I can't help but think that so many issues in the world today boil down to people living in ways that are dishonest, acting one way publicly and another privately, leaders of nations misleading people with lies, covering up violence, making it difficult to even get to the truth. What a difference it could make if all people acted with integrity, simply living the way we claim to live. We are followers of Christ all the time. Apron or no apron, ash cross or no ash cross. When we're in a crowd of people or at home with just our family or all by ourselves before God. When we receive ashes, we are visibly marked with the cross, but that cross is always there. We have each been wearing that cross since the day we were baptized, the day we were claimed as Christ's own body, washed in the cleansing waters, forgiven of all our sin, and given a new life with Jesus. On that day when we were anointed with oil, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Forever. The cross doesn't wash off. Once we are claimed, we can't be unclaimed. We're always in uniform. We're always wearing Christ. There will always be places in our lives that are still a work in progress, where we're still learning to follow Jesus. We're not working on those parts of ourselves alone, though. God is always working in us and through us. I'm thankful for the season of Lent, for these 40 days when we journey towards the cross and reflect on our faith. Maybe by spending time reading a devotion each day or with the spiritual practices of fasting or service or prayer or something else that feeds your soul and helps you feel God's presence. This is a time when we can give more attention to our relationship with God and what we value most, knowing that we will be led to a place of hope and love a new life. May this season of Lent be a holy journey. May we draw near to God and rediscover what it means to be followers of Jesus, forever claimed with the cross of Christ. Amen.